I knew that my mom and dad relied on each other and um, and I wholeheartedly trust Amy and I didn't want to be in a position where God forbid I get sick and I can't make that choice. I wanted to know that she could make that decision for me and it wasn't left to someone else. <laughs> um, there was a post that just mentioned that they were doing the pop-up elopements and I kind of just yelled across the house, hey, do you want to get married Tuesday? <laughs> We've been pretty giddy and smiley and just like, I feel like I can't stop smiling. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Earlier this week, a pair of women from the Melville area of South St. Louis County got married just outside St. Louis City Hall. They were part of a much larger movement of pop-up weddings there within the past week, all designed to highlight concerns within the LGBTQ community related to the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. And the newlyweds join me now to tell us about it. So Amy Raster, congratulations on your wedding and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And Nikki Crutch, uh, congratulations to you as well and welcome. Thank you for having us. So, Nikki, let's start with you. You've known each other for 20 years. You've been together for 11 years, but you didn't get married until Tuesday. What took you so long? Uh, good <laughs> question. <laughs> um, we had a, a commitment ceremony in 2013, but marriage wasn't legal here in the state. Mm-hmm. And really, we had been okay with just being committed to each other, Um But a couple years ago, we watched my dad go through some very bad health, and he eventually passed away. And after that point, we both felt like no matter what happened, we wanted to protect each other. Um, And so for about two years, we've been discussing marriage, Um, never really did it. It just didn't seem to work out for, you know, the timing. Mm -hmm. And Amy found something on Facebook, a group that was having um, some ceremonies, and it just, it was like, the perfect timing for us. And so we set it up. The 13th is always the day that we celebrate our anniversary every month um, because it's the day we got together. And so we got married on October 13th. It just couldn't have been a more perfect setting for everything. So Amy, tell me, what did you see on Facebook that led you to finally take this great plunge? (laughs) Um, There was a post in one of the crafted in St. Louis pages, um, by Tori Jameson that just mentioned that they were doing the pop-up elopements. And I kind of just yelled across the house, hey, do you want to get married Tuesday? That's a, quite a proposal there. You, you made it really romantic. <laughs> it was my turn. Yes, the first time. <laughs> so, Nikki, this was Amy's, uh, Amy's wildly romantic proposal to you, but you had previously had a, a more formal proposal. Is that right? Yes, um, we. I proposed in 2012, and then 2000, and that was. It was beautiful. It was after a Brandy Carlisle concert, and it was a sunrise proposal on the beach, and um, it was you know just picture perfect. And then we had a big commitment ceremony in 2013 with a great deal of our family and friends and. Uh, We celebrated everything we wanted to. We just didn't have legal recognition. And you said that part of your reason for wanting the legal recognition this time around has to do with what you saw um, with when your father um, was sick. What what about that made you realize marriage uh, made sense as an institution? 
I knew that my mom and dad relied on each other and neither one of them had a doubt about how the other felt or what was going to happen if, you know, my dad wasn't able to make a decision. My mom had that in her hands Mm -hmm. Um, and I wholeheartedly trust Amy and I didn't want to be in a position where, God forbid, I get sick and I can't make that choice or that decision. I wanted to know that she could make that decision for me and it wasn't left to someone else. Are you worried that with the politics in this country and with the changing composition of the Supreme Court that it might invalidate what you just did? Um, A little bit. I mean, it is a concern that we went through this and then it could possibly be overturned. I don't know if that's like first on the agenda, Um, but yeah, it is a concern. Amy, has it changed anything between you to be legally married? Uh, No, I think we've just been kind of riding a high all week, though. (laughs) We've been pretty giddy and smiley and just like it didn't change anything. I think it just kind of renewed our sense of relationship and love and just being together. And I don't know, it just I feel like I can't stop smiling. That's such a great (laughs) feeling. And and tell me about the wedding. Um, Did either of you cry? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. <laughs> did both of you cry? <laughs> yes. yes. Yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> was it a pretty simple ceremony or, or were there some elements to it? Um, it was pretty simple, but we um, wanted to write our own vows. And um, when we had our commitment ceremony in 2013, we did the same thing. We both wrote vows and um, didn't write them together, but then read them to each other. And they... Um, kind of corresponded well with each other. Um, And the same thing happened this time. Um, The first time they were baseball themed, we're both big Cardinals fans. And the, this last time Brandy Carlisle was a huge impact on both of our sets of vows. That's so cool. And so those vows hearkened back to the vows from the commitment ceremony. And I understand that date, as you mentioned, the 13th is something that, that's important to you. And, and this is also a romantic touchstone. Um, were you able to have other people there or was it just the two of you? It was just the two of us Tuesday. It was what we wanted. Like I said, we had had everyone with us before. Um, and this really was just something we wanted to do for ourselves. And so it even though no one else was there that we knew, there was a group of people there and just feeling their love and support was awesome. Well, Nikki Crutch, thank you so much for joining us today. And again, congratulations. Thank you very much. And Amy Raster, congratulations to you as well. Thank you so much. Now, Amy and Nikki's wedding was one of at least 15 on the steps of St. Louis City Hall last week. And joining us now to tell us about them is Tori Jamison. Tori is the leader of Lot's Wife. That's a St. Louis-based chaplaincy that serves trans, expansive, and queer people in Missouri. So, Pastor Tori Jamison, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So what led you to start offering pop-up weddings uh, in this past week? Uh, Yeah, as you mentioned, the... Nomination of Amy Coney Barrett has a lot of us um, in the progressive community and and those of us uh, serving um, marginalized folks uh, worried. And, um, you know, she uh, is looking to roll back a number of rights around reproductive justice, uh, immigration, the ACA, 
um, and uh, LGBTQ rights and marriage. And um, I was upset about that. And then I thought, like, I the thing that I can do directly is being able is to help with LGBTQ marriages. And so I uh, put together an event um, to kind of to do something with my mad and make a positive impact in our community. So Amy and Nikki's reasons for getting married seemed less political and more personal. Was that true for most of these couples? I think so. I mean, it, it was good timing for a lot of folks. Right. Um, and, um, but I think that the political side of that definitely added some pressure um, to folks because there are a lot of concerns in our community. But goodness gracious, like we are so happy to have, uh, you know, be able to offer for free. Right. Like not only just a simple wedding ceremony, but we had wedding photographers. I mean, mm. I had dozens of volunteers. Right. So we had a ton of officiants and, volu- and, and bakers and photographers and like people to come and cheer and like help people get ready, you know, to do their ceremonies and just, I mean, on and on and on people who brought food. And, and so it just was so beautiful to have um, LGBTQ community, you know, uh, and, and, and allies out to support people as they um, got married. And so, um, so for, so some folks like they were also wanting to do stuff with their mad, but some folks really just want to, be in support. And so what kind of impact do you hope now that you've done more than a dozen of these there? What kind of impact do you hope they have? Yeah, we had 16 ceremonies, uh, if my math is correct. Um, I, I, I believe it's correct. But um, and so which is really cool. I think that the impact is that that makes a huge difference um, for the lives of all of these individuals. Right. And they're in the community um, that people now are able to claim their rights. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and as, as Amy and, and Nikki talked about, but also um, I think that it's a really good message. It's, you know, there's a political message, of course, but then there's also a message, I think, that, um, you know, we, we really want to show people, like, you can be LGBTQ here in St. Louis, and there's a community ready to support you, right? And that's, like, um, if that's not the best takeaway for anybody looking for that. Um, so Pastor Tori Jameson of Lot's Wife Chaplaincy, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. Is listening to an episode of St. Louis on the Air part of your daily routine? If so, suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help new people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.